You're listening to the Wellington Mornings Podcast with Nick Mills from Newstalk ZB. The Friday Sport Kickoff on Wellington Mornings with RS Lane Panel and Paint. Leave your fleet management repairs to them. Time for some Friday Sport with weekend sports host Jason Pine and All Sports Breakfast host Adam Cooper. A couple of sporting experts in the studio to have a chat. Well, actually, Jason Pine is doing the uh, on the road at the moment, but we'll talk to them both. Let's start with the Silver Ferns. Thrilling win over the Australian last night. Coops, I don't know whether you watched the whole game because you've got to get up very, very early in the morning, but I certainly do, and I could not move from the TV and if my voice is worse than normal it's because I was yelling and screaming so much. Yeah what a what a match wasn't it um, and, and it looked as though that after that first quarter Nick didn't it that it was the, a sort of it was going to go a similar way to what the, the two games so far in this series had done across the Tasman because I think Australia were up by four after that that first quarter and just looked like they had the edge but yeah to fight back New Zealand and stay in the game um, at one point there New Zealand scoring nine whole goals in a row but just the defensive effort and I think Anyone that that's watches the Central Pulse will be so proud of what Kelly Jury did last night. Just sensational in terms of intercepts and putting pressure on the Australians. So, yeah, to wrap up with a 56-53 to 53 win down there in Invercargill, they should be immensely proud of that. I don't think anyone would have backed the Silver Ferns based on what had happened so far this series and, of course, earlier in the year at the World Cup. So a thoroughly impressive effort. The series does, does head, to Mon- uh, head to Auckland on Monday. Pretty unlikely for the Silver Ferns to actually get a win in the Constellation Cup, I think they need to win by 17, but if they can at least just get a win and level the series at two all overall, that'll be a huge result based on where they've been uh, in the previous months this year. Absolutely. Jason Pine, welcome. Good morning. We have a new superstar, don't we? I'm talking about the shooter. What's her name again? The shooter? Oh, yeah, Grayson Wicke. Yeah, she's been around oh. for a while, Nick, but you're right. I mean, we missed her so badly at the World Cup when she was injured over there and in the uh, game's have been played since, but she just makes such a massive difference. You know, Coop's talked about Kelly Jury at the defensive end, but just being able to get the ball into a shooter like Grayson Wecky and, and her ability to find space. I thought Mila Rayulu Buchanan last night was terrific as well, the way she was just bombing those long passes in to Grayson Wecky. And yeah, look, they just look like such a, a much more, um, you know, accomplished side with Grayson Wickey there. So, yeah, I, like Coop said, it's going to be difficult to retain or, or, sorry, win the Constellation Cup. But if they can come back from 2-0 down and draw the series 2-2, even if they're not to take the, the silverware, then I think that's a pretty good achievement. Although they look completely different and, and body shapes were completely different, it did remind me of Irene Van Dyke. Throw the ball up, she'll catch it, put it in. That's And that was the success yeah. in those days. Yeah, it's actually very similar Nick, you know, just just the, the focal point of the attack, and uh, without her, like you know, the others are Amelia Anikinasio, Tiana Matuido. You know, they're, they're good shooters, uh, Maya Wilson in their own right, but Grayson Wicky is just that that X factor that is so so valuable. Exactly the same as Irene used to do. Okay, I'm I'm deliberately keeping the All Blacks to last because I want to spend a bit of time on it because it is a World Cup and it is a semi final. But starting with you, uh, Jason. Wellington Phoenix men's season gets underway against West Sydney on Sunday in Australia. Uh, not a lot is expected. Now, I know you're going to argue with me, and that's fine, but not a lot on the street is expected of the, of the Phoenix this year. We don't, doesn't look like a top four team to, to me. Yeah, well, but I mean, that's, you might as well just say the same thing as everyone's been saying for the 16 seasons the Phoenix have, exist, <laughs> have existed. Nick, you know, there's never been any expectation around this side. 
every season I look at the uh, predictions from mainly journalists based in Australia, actually, and they give their table prediction of where everybody is likely to finish in their mind. And the Phoenix are never anywhere near the top four, let alone the top six. Most people have them in the bottom two. Same again this year. I said this to you last week. It's not actually a very different side from what they had last year, and that's the side that made the finals. They've lost a couple of players, but they've retained Oscar Zavada, their main source of goals. Bojidek Krajev is still there. The imports, David Ball and Scott Wooten, and a good bunch of young Kiwis. So, yeah, I mean, maybe expectation is is perhaps being tempered by the fact that they haven't got any big marquee stars. But if history tells us anything, it's that you can't predict a thing when it comes to the A-League. Melbourne Victory, the biggest club in the competition, have been in the bottom two, three of the last four seasons. So, you know, I mean, you can't tell me that there's any way you can predict this. So, yeah, Western Sydney on um, on Sunday, double header. The women play straight away afterwards. So, yeah, good one for football fans to uh, enjoy on Sunday. Absolutely. And supporting uh, that is, is the main thing, supporting the team, supporting our club. Adam Cooper, your thoughts on the Phoenix of 2023? Yeah, agree with what Piney says in terms of, I guess, a playing roster, in terms of big names, very similar to last year. I mean, you've still got uh, the likes of David Ball and, and Scott Wooten there. Obviously, they've been recently named as, as the vice-captains under Alex Rufa. There's certainly some experience there, certainly, you know, as, as Piney said as well, some top Kiwi players still in the mix. But I guess it's uh, what seems to be, you know, irking a few fans on some social media and things is looking further down uh, the lists from there. Obviously a lot of um, scholarship players have been given the chance to step up into A-League football so there's gonna, they're going to be blooding a lot of new players over, over the next few weeks. Guys that have really shone for the team in the National League where their reserves team play but uh, yeah it's probably going to be a tough outing I think from the very start but you can never discount the Phoenix. There's been years from you know that I can remember when no one's been expecting them to do much and they go on to, to make the top six at the end of the competition other years they've had an amazing team and they haven't quite performed to expectations so I guess we'll watch these first few rounds take place and and wait and see. Jason I saw you at the press conference for the Black Firms because they're in action tomorrow against France as part of this WXV tournament can you tell us a bit about it? Yeah it's, um, it's a great initiative by World Rugby and that what they've decided to uh, to do and, and long overdue it is is give the, uh, the women's teams around the world and not just the top women's teams but the the second and third tier women's teams regular test rugby every year. So they've come up with WXV. There are three tiers to it, with six teams in each of the three tiers. Uh, New Zealand's in the um, in the top one, of course. And basically you play, well, what New Zealand will do is play three test matches over the next three weekends. They play France tomorrow night, then Wales, and then England. And um, it's just an opportunity for, for more test rugby for, for the top women's players and the emerging women's players around the world. So... Yeah, great to uh, great to have uh, a game. The Blackburns haven't played in Wellington since 2017, so a long time since we got the chance to see them. Uh, Sky Stadium tomorrow night, seven o'clock kickoff uh, against France. France, of course, came pretty close to beating the Blackburns in that semi-final last year up in Auckland. They had the chance to win it with that late penalty that was pushed wide. So yeah, they'll be um, hurting and not lacking in motivation. But a good New Zealand side, you'd expect them to win. But um, just great to see the Blackburns in the capital. All right. Thank you. Great. Yes. Get along and support that as well. Well, uh, All Blacks versus Argentina. World Cup Rugby semi-final. Now, in our pre-production meeting this morning, I was getting it from every direction because I said the buzz is not as great as what I can remember in previous World Cups. And we're still thinking about South Africa instead of Argentina. 
Adam Cooper, come on, give me the stats. Tell me I'm wrong again. Yeah, well, uh, you are wrong, Nick, because uh, Sky's figures from last weekend show that that you know it was well over a million or 1.5 million, I think, that that watched that rugby in some way, shape, or form, whether it was streaming, whether it was on Sky or or, or Prime or the the new name of Prime as well. So. I think it has, and I was actually at a wedding last weekend, and there was a bit of a day after function on the Sunday as well, and I couldn't name one person at that whole day after function out of 50, 60 people that didn't wake up early to watch that game last week. So, yeah, maybe street talk around the game is a little bit quieter, but I think everyone in their own little bubble is actually still keeping a watchful eye over the All Blacks, and how can you not after last weekend? Why would you want to drop off from watching them after the performance they delivered against Ireland last week? Yes, they'll be favourites against Argentina tomorrow, but, geez, they're still going to have to work damn hard to, to win the game. So I don't think anyone that watched that Ireland game last weekend will be turning the TV off tomorrow in the hope that we'll be there next weekend. They'll want to see exactly what the All Blacks have got against Argentina tomorrow. They're going to have to be so clinical at the breakdown. We know just what some of those experienced forwards from Argentina can do in terms of, you know, uh, winning turnovers, um, forcing penalties on their opponents. Um, but I also think the All Blacks are going to have to play very similar to how they played with Ireland and, and making sure they're sort of the likes of Bowden Barrett. He spoke about this during the week, just continually kicking the ball and forcing mistakes uh, down the throats of, of their opponents. And that's just the way you're going to have to beat the Argentinians, who may not have performed as they'd hoped throughout this whole tournament, but they're here in the final four and they're still, I think, a real threat. Jason Pine, I've been watching rugby because I'm a lot older than you guys since before TVs and listening to it on the radio with the open fire when they were playing in South Africa. I have never, ever, ever seen a better game of football against apart the game against Ireland. I don't want to talk about the past, but that was unbelievable game of football. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen the All Blacks play with as much heart as that. Um, you know, incredible final couple of minutes. Um, I don't think anybody had any fingernails left after that 30-odd, you know, close to 40 phases. They had to defend and do it with such discipline. Like, they've earned themselves another week, and I think the big thing for the All Blacks this week that they've talked about is how they make sure that they draw a line under that nice and early and get themselves up to the semi-final. Four years ago against uh, England in the semi, they'd beaten Ireland the previous week really convincingly, and they've admitted they didn't come down off that high quickly enough in order to reset for England. They got rid of the high really quickly this week, a great comment yesterday, I think it was from Sam Kane. He said, look, we've got two, the prospect of two very different Mondays coming up because they know they'll play in a, in a game next weekend, either the final or the playoff the third and fourth. They don't want to be turning up on Monday preparing for a third and fourth place playoff. So, look, I fully expect the All Blacks to, to, to win this reasonably comfortably tomorrow morning. I know Argentina have got a few weapons, but I've got, I've got the ABs 13 plus tomorrow morning. Thank you both very much. Enjoy listening to you on the Weekend Piney. Weekend sports host Jason Pine and All Sports Breakfast. When I get up early enough to listen to Adam Cooper, I love that as well. Though Adam Cooper tomorrow morning from 7 to 9 on News Talk ZB. Thanks both to both of you. For more from Wellington Mornings with Nick Mills, listen live to News Talk ZB Wellington from 9am weekdays or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love our New Zealand Herald podcast, The Little Things, hosted by me, Francesca Rudkin, and my good friend, Louise Airy. We focus on all the little things that you can do to make a positive impact on your life and to cut through the confusion from the health and wellness industry. Join us every Saturday to hear from the experts for all the tips and advice you need. Just search The Little Things on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.